0: Um, this morning it's uh, it's kind of been surreal a little bit and uh, uh, thinking about what all God's done uh, in these past five years man there's been so much crammed into uh, to, to a small amount of time and um, you know today as or this week as we were preparing for this celebration Erica and I were were contemplating on our team we were like man is this something we should is this something we should even do because Although we're celebrating five years, we're also understanding that um, our area, this community, is coming through such a traumatic situation. If you're tuning online, uh, Church, I want to say thanks for celebrating with us this, this five years, but uh, many of you might not know that just a couple weeks ago, we had a hurricane come through. Hurricane Irma stopped by for a visit. Ian. Ian. <laughs> Ian. I don't like that. I didn't like Irma or Ian. Neither one of them. They both were crappy. But uh, Hurricane Ian stopped by for a visit and um, and just caused lots of destruction in our community. Um, we've had stories of people in our church that have just lost absolutely everything. Where their their cars were flooded, their homes were flooded. They don't have jobs to go back to. Um, it just can. It's been kind of. It, it, it's just been heartbreaking. We've been sending teams out and talking with people and counseling people and, and it's just one of those things where it's like, man, do you do you celebrate? in the midst of, of heartache. And as I sat with it, man, I couldn't help but I felt this resonate through my life this past week of even as we were going through this, even as we were looking at the destruction, as I kept talking to church folks and talking to people, this thing, this this phrase kept coming up. Even, even on my phone, it was like God is still good. Even in the midst of the destruction, even in the midst of the heartache, even in the midst of what we're going through, even though we don't feel we might not feel good right now. God is still good. Amen, church? And so today, that's what we're doing. We're celebrating the fact that God is good. I'd love to look back and say the past five years, everything has just been hunky-dory. Everything's been good. That's not been the case. We've gone through some tough times. We've gone through some, some heartache and some trials. In the midst of COVID, I became an online pastor, and I didn't want to be an online pastor. You know, that was, that was a struggle. But no matter what we've come through, God is still is still good. And so today, um, whether you're, you know, got plans later this afternoon to pick up pieces of debris in your yard, or you're, you're helping out a friend, maybe you still got debris and stuff in your house, you're picking up pieces of drywall and carpet, and my heart goes out for you. Um, If you're picking up pieces emotionally in your life, you know, there's some people that are just so overwhelmed by this, I'm, my, my heart's there with you. Today, I want to preach a message I feel like the Holy Spirit's called me to title, Picking Up the Pieces. So if we're going to pray, we're going to jump right into it. You guys ready? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, you know everything that we're going through. God, we try to, to try to make things look good in our lives. We try to put a facade on things. We put our best highlights on Facebook and Instagram, but God, you know exactly what's happening, you know, the pieces that are strewn li- apart our lives. Whether it's hurricane damage, emotional damage, or, or internal damage. God, I pray that, that right now in the midst of this that you would show us how we can continue to follow you and continue to, to pick up the pieces of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Um, I actually uh, sent a video out to uh, a friend of mine. I, I haven't talked to him in, a, in actually a, a, a long time, but uh, he helped us when we started Coastline Church five years ago. And as I, was, as I was sending them this message, it, I had all this, this kind of like overloaded feelings in, of, of kind of what we went through just even starting out. You saw in the video that we played that, you know, it was like, I think I said like 50 or more of our close family and friends, and I think it was actually closer to like 15. It was like real small. We were in a living room. I think we showed a couple pictures of it when we first started out. It was one of those things that, that felt God had given Eric and I this, this charge to plan a church in New Smyrna Beach. We were so excited. We were ready. We planned for months. We got pieces together. We, we sent out promote, uh, promotional material. And I remember getting up all the way up into to the day, the day that we were supposed to launch, grand opening day, new church in New Smyrna Beach. We were so very excited. And we heard just a couple days before that Hurricane Irma was coming by to make a visit. And what you know on grand opening day, we weren't able to meet as a church. Our first day as a as a quote unquote real church, we couldn't meet because Irma had done damage to the school we were gonna meet in. And I remember, I remember feeling pain. I remember feeling worry and stress and anxiety, because I'm like, oh my gosh, what what are we gonna do? As a church, you only get one grand opening. There's like there's not enough, well, hey, we're doing another grand opening. You don't no one does that. So I was worried and stressed out. But I felt like even, even as I was going through it, I, felt, I remember God saying, man, I'm going to help you pick up the pieces. And so today, if you're picking up pieces of emotional stress, worry and pain that you're going through, if you're picking up pieces from, from the storm, there, I, if, you're, if you're trying to put life back to death together, I think, I think there's a couple things that we can do that we can help it along. Things that will help us get through what we're going through. First thing I think you've got to do is you've got to take one day at a time. Look at your neighbor and say one day at a time. One day at a time. I remember thinking when we heard the news, I'm like, man, what are we gonna do? We're like they said we're out for a month. Like how are we gonna find a place to rent for a month? I remember hearing God say, like, hey, just just think about this weekend. Just one one day at a time. Figure it out one day at a time. So many of us we're going through this storm, we're we're picking up debris, we're we're trying to figure out where we're gonna live and at some point, it can get so overwhelming, and we're like, we just can't take it all. And I think the reason why we feel that is because that's not how God designed us. We're not meant to worry about this giant, big, heavy thing that we, we can't deal with. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to pay attention to today. Do what we can today. Jesus himself says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you, have good, whether you have enough food or drink, drink or, or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. They don't have to go to Aldi's to pick up groceries. They don't have to remember their quarter. It says, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all the worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing, yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. And this is the part to hold on to. Jesus says, so don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. One day at a time. With all the things and stresses and worries that you've got going on in life, I want you to focus on what can you do about it today. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek, allow him to have his way in today before you start worrying about the big picture. You start worrying about the giant things that you've got hovering over you. You've got to take it one day at a time. You can only do what you can do today. The Apostle Paul says to the church in Philippi, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. First thing you got to realize when it comes to these, these pieces that you're trying to pick up, you can only do what you can do today. I talked with a family this past week, and they lost their jobs, they lost a car, they lost a house. And you, you could see on their face as, as they're dealing with the, the carnage of what's going on in their home, they're just so incredibly overwhelmed. Even myself, as I'm like trying to help, I'm like, where do you even start? And so all I did is I, I picked one area, I picked one room, and we started hauling stuff out to the road. And after we got done with that, we went on to the next one, we went on to the next one. By the time that Everyone was done. It looked like we had made some headway. But if I had just sat there, if we would have just sat there, if they would have just sat there and been frozen in fear by the giant mess that is in front of them, they would have never been able to get through what they had to go through. Take them one day at a time. The second thing that you got to do, you got to remember, when you're picking up the pieces, you're not alone. I think many times in in what we're dealing with, the the issues that we're, we're trying to bring back together the pieces we're trying to pick up, we, we the enemy messes with us and tries to tell us that, man, we're the only ones that can do it. We're the only ones that have been through it. We're the only ones that can make it happen. we got to rely on ourselves. But that's not how God made us. First off, we need to understand and remember and have faith that, that Jesus is there, that he wants to help us through what we're, we're going through. Matthew 28, the apostles have gone through this, this hard thing of seeing Jesus be put to the cross and put to death, but then he comes back to life. And when he comes back, he comes and meets with them and he, he eats with them and he and he charges them with this great commission. He says this in Matthew 28. He says, Jesus, says Jesus called his disciples together. And he told them, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. He says, "I'm with you always even to the ends of the age. I'm with you always to the ends of the age." Jesus is saying this to his disciples. He said, "Hey, I'm I know you're going to go through some stuff. I know you're going to have some hardships. Don't think you're alone. The same thing happens to us. We we, we run through these issues of our life, of of what's going on in our family, what's going on in our job, what's going on in our community. And the enemy says, you you can only do this by yourself. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, I'm with you always to the ends of the age. We're also here to supposed to be helping each other. Man, this is the only good thing I feel like that comes from these stupid hurricanes we deal with. As I love being able to see our community come together, join with one another, and help each other out. We're still even this, this week and, and going through next week and probably the weeks to come, our church is continuing to send people out. We're continuing to hear from people that are in need. If you have a need, I want to let you know you can email us. You can email me personally if you want, brian at coastlinensb.com. Tell me what you need help with. I'll be happy to help if we can. If you're able to help out, man, email me as well. Say, hey, I can help. We've got a team that's, uh, we partnered with another church. They're bringing a team down of like 70 people. We're going to send people out and help in our community because that's what the church is called to do, is to help one another. The Apostle Paul also says to the church in Philippi, I think he's saying to us as well, he says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. If you're picking up the pieces, no, you, you're not alone. And if you're part of the church, if you're, if, you, if you're a follower of Christ, know that we're supposed to be a helper to those that are around us. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the last thing when it comes to picking up the pieces is this. you got to hold to hope. Look at your neighbor and say, Hold to hope. Hold to hope. At the end of that video you just watched, um, I said something that I've said for every sermon, after every sermon or every service we've ever preached here at Coastline Church. I was talking to one of our uh, our crew members this morning and he said, He says, How do you feel? I'm like, I feel good, man. He said, Congratulations. He said, 250. I'm like, 250 what? He said, sermons. 250 services is what we've had in the past five years here at Coastline Church. And I'm going to tell you after every, every single one of them, I've said this at the end of it. As we continue to f- pursue Christ, as we continue to grow in him, we believe the best is still yet to come. Amen? And the reason why we say it is because it's a message of hope. We understand that today is not the end goal. We understand that, that from, from day one to the five-year anniversary, we're happy to be here. I'm happy to celebrate what God has done, but what's coming down the line is better than even where we're at now. For what you're dealing with in the, in the storm of life that you're in, for, for the pieces that you're picking up, Hold on to hope and remember that the best is still yet to come. This isn't something that we just pick up or we just, we just threw out. This is actually, the, the Apostle Paul says this to the church in Corinth. He, he references it from uh, the book of Isaiah. He says this, he says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You can't imagine what God is capable of. You can't imagine what God can do. Continue to hold to hope. As I stopped worrying about day one and for that month where we were going to meet, God opened up a door. He said, man, take it one day at a time. And we found a place to do our first service. And then we found a place to do our second service. And I didn't know what we were going to do about the third and fourth service, but I said, man, God, you're good. we're going to take it one day at a time. I knew I wasn't alone. I knew God had given us a fantastic team. I knew that he was preparing a way. I remembered that I wasn't in this alone. I continued to hold on to hope. I knew the best was still yet to come. On week two of us of us trying to find a place to meet as a church, I got a call from a pastor friend of mine, and he said, Brian, I... I've been doing church here in New Smyrna Beach High School for six years now, and I feel strongly that God has called me to move back to Georgia. He said, I feel like God's told me I'm supposed to tell you, you're supposed to come in here and pick up the mantle for what's to happen next. And and as he's telling us, as Eric and I are meeting with him and his wife, like tears form in our eyes because this is something that, that we could not even have imagined. We had this little rinky-dink trailer with this little rinky-dink sound system. We had gotten, like, two little baby prisons to put the kids in. You know what I'm talking about? The little, like, we're ready to go. We're and I remember even when he told us, like, like fear kind of came in because I'm like, we, like we, can't, we, can't go in, we can't get into that space. We can't grow into that space. I remember meeting with the elders, and they're like, man, this place is two to three times the amount money-wise. And, like, how are we going to be able to afford this? Last night as I sat and had dinner with a couple that were here on on day one of us being in this facility, I realized that even in the midst of my struggle, even in the midst of our heartache, and even in the midst of worry and everything else that we were dealing with, God knew the best was still coming. And he's worked it out all along the way. So I want to challenge you, church, with whatever you're going through. Take it one day at a time. Know that, that you're not alone. If you need help, I, I, first off, you need to know that Jesus is there with you. He wants to help you out. Secondly, if there's something I can do to help, let me know. Our church, we have a fantastic, great community that's supposed to pool with one another. And lastly, we continue to hold on to hope that the best is still yet to come. Even where we're at today, in this beautiful location. I look at it, I'm super thankful for God, what God's given us but I still know the best as yet to come. Amen? With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one look around. This is something I want to ask you. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you've, your relationship has found some hard time, there's been something that's created separation, I want to tell you that, that all the things that you're facing, the things that you're dealing with, The struggle will continue to be there until you let him step in, until you start that relationship or restart that relationship with him. I'm always speaking from my own experience. And so today, if you want to start or restart that relationship with Jesus, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to meet with the elders. No one's looking around. This is just between you and God. As a sign of surrender if today you want to start or restart a relationship with him. I just want you to put a hand up and then put it right back down. This is just an action of saying, Jesus, I surrender. I need you to come in and step into my situation. Secondly, if you're here today and you feel like you're still trying to pick up the pieces and you're having a hard time finding hope in the hurricane, I want you to take a second and when I tell you to put up both hands and put them right back down. And the reason, the reason why we do this is because the hands up, this is international sign of surrender. All we're saying in this is, Jesus, I'm gonna release this. I'm gonna find my hope in you. So if that's you today, if you need a renewed hope and you need to release some stuff to him, I'm gonna give you the count of three to put your both hands up and put them right back down. One, two, three. Heavenly Father, you see all the hands That have been raised all across this room God, the people that Want to start or restart A relationship with you, I pray that today Would be the day that would change For the rest of their lives God, for the people that Have raised their hands in surrender As they continue to pursue you I pray that you would give them hope That they would put their hearts into the understanding of knowing that you are the one that's in control and you're the one that can change the situation, and help them pick up the pieces. God, as we continue to choose you, Jesus, we believe that the best is still yet to come. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.